Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, this is Chris, the public safety guru. Before we begin today's lecture, I want to remind everybody that you can follow us on Instagram. The links are in our bio, as well as we are inviting you to participate in our new website, which is www.thepublicsafetyguru.com. You can register. Registration is free. Registration will always be free. The website is designed for those of you that are entering the public safety world. We want to be able to give you all the information we have so that you can be as successful as we were. Okay, so enough with the self-promotions. Let's go ahead and get started with your next lecture. Okay, everybody, today's lecture will be about orthopedic injuries. We will first have a little review, anatomy and physiology of the musculoskeletal system, and we're going to be talking about cardiac muscle, skeletal muscle, and smooth muscle as a review. So structures and their functions. Ligaments connect bone to bone. Tendons connect muscle to bone. Muscles are movement, heat, generation, posture, and protection. And bones are protection, shape, and mineral storage. So the type of injuries, or we should say musculoskeletal injuries, are we have sprains, strains, fractures, and dislocations. So those are our four injuries. Sprains, strains, fractures, and dislocations. Now remember, fractures can be open or closed. Now if we have an open fracture where the bone is exposed, the EMT's responsibility is to not only splint that injury, but it's also to minimize infection. Thus, you will cover up that injury. So remember that. You will cover up those injuries with a dry, sterile dressing. Do not forget that. If you forget that, you're going to get the question wrong. So what is a sprain? A sprain is a tearing and stretching of ligaments. A strain is the tearing and stretching of tendons slash muscles. Now, to remember the difference between a sprain and a strain, I always tell my students that strain has a T in it. So it has a T, which equals the T in tendons. So this way you'll always remember that a strain is a tendon injury and a sprain is a ligament injury. A fracture is considered a discontinuation in a bone. So your bone is nice, long, and hard, and something breaks it, and that is a fracture. It's causing a discontinuation. And then a dislocation is a disruption of a joint. Hence, your shoulder pops out of its socket. It's a disruption of that joint. We are about to talk about the different signs and symptoms associated with these injuries. What you need to realize is that they're all going to sound the same. And you may think to yourself, well, how do I know the difference between a sprain and a strain? Well, that is the problem. And as such, this is why we will treat injuries the same. Because in reality, we do not diagnose in the field, only a doctor diagnose. So this is the information that I tell my students that this is what makes you go from a good EMT to a great EMT because you're understanding the processes associated with emergency medicine. We're not just training monkeys to go out there and say, ooh, redness and swelling, me apply ice and put a splint around this. No, we want you to think about what possibly could be wrong with your patient. So, what are the signs of a strain, edemia, echomosis, and pain? Now, just in case you're new, Echomosis, by definition, is a discoloration of the skin resulting from bleeding underneath, typically caused by bruising. Okay, that's your definition of echomosis. The signs of a sprain are, ooh, wait, edemia, echomosis, and pain. 
We seeing a pattern here? Not yet? Okay, what about the signs of a fracture? Edemia, ecchymosis, and pain. What? So, as mentioned before, we want you to understand what a sprain is, what a strain is, and what a fracture. In reality, we are going to be treating these the same, but once again, we do not need trained monkeys going out there. Okay, And this information will definitely benefit you in the long run, especially for those that you are going to advance your medical degree. Now, shifting to fractures, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of different types of fractures. There's hairline fractures, green stick fractures, fractures at the epithelial plate, all different types of fractures. So what we're going to be looking for is more of the open and closed so we can deal with those appropriately. But as time goes on, you should start familiarizing yourself with the different types of fractures. Now, the thing to remember with fractures is normally, under normal conditions, we will splint in the position found. We will conduct a CMS check, circulation, motor, and sensory, prior to putting the limb in a splint, and then we will conduct a CMS check after we have completed splinting. Now, we do have the opportunity to angulate a fracture, but we only do this when there is no pulse because we want to restore the pulse. Now, this is different when it comes to dislocations. Dislocations, we do not angulate. We splint in the position found. So that is the big difference. So for testing purposes, you need to remember that fractures can be angulated to restore a pulse. Dislocations are never angulated or manipulated, and they were splinted in the position found. Now, since we have been talking about dislocations just briefly, I want to talk about hip dislocations. Hip dislocations present with some very specific findings. Usually, you will have shortening of the affected leg. So in other words, the hip has popped out and that leg is now shorter. It's shorter than the other leg. That affected leg will rotate outward in an external rotation. So the toes will be facing away from the midline of the body. This is very indicative of a hip fracture. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very painful injury to our patients. As a paramedic, I will usually give the patient morphine prior to manipulating them and placing them on the gurney. Okay, so we do have some complications regarding fractures. So I want you to write this list down. Write pelvic, femur, open, clavicle, rib, elbow, slash, knee. For pelvic fractures, we are concerned about bleeding. Remember this. Pelvic fractures, we are concerned about bleeding. That is a very nice big open space, as well as the femoral arteries run through the pelvis. Femur, we're worried about bleeding. The femoral artery runs alongside the femoral bone. Open fractures, we're worried about infection. Thus, we cover them with dry, sterile dressing. Clavicle, we are worried about the bone possibly puncturing the lung, and we're also worried about bleeding. Ribs, we're worried about lungs being punctured and bleeding as well. And then the elbow slash knee, we're worrying about swelling and permanent deformity and disability. You need to know the complications associated with these fractures and dislocations as you will be tested on them, not just in your block exam, but your final exam and national registry. Let's talk about some general rules of splinting. One, check distal CMS before and after splinting. 
to splint in the position found unless you have a pulseless displaced long bone fracture or an isolated mid-shaft femur fracture. Three, immobilize the joints above and below a, below a bone injury. And four, do not place straps or tape over injuries or joints. These are your general rules of splinting. Now let's talk about angulated fractures. What are the indications to realign an angulated fracture? First, no distal circulation. Two, absolutely necessary for airway control, splinting, or transportation. Three, isolated mid-shaft femur fractures. These are your indications to realign an angulated fracture. Now remember, we have indications and then we have contraindications. So here are your contraindications to realigning a fracture. Joint injury. We just don't do it, okay? Resistance is met during realignment. So you start to realign and all of a sudden you meet with resistance. Stop. Do not try to work through that resistance. Last part, elicit extreme pain during realignment. You start to move it and the patient is just screaming bloody murder. Stop, okay? We're not going to do that. Now, depending on where you work, who you're working for, will depend on the type of tools that you will have for splints. We have all different, all different types of splints. We have cardboard splints. We have air splints. We have SAM splints. We have all different types of splints. This will vary from region to region, company to company, working for the private ambulance companies, working for the fire service. This is all stuff that you will be trained on dependent on who and where you work for. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was just a quick, short lecture on orthopedic emergencies and injuries. For those of you that are in my program, this is lecture 16, which is the second lecture for your trauma block, which consists of four lectures. The first lecture is shock. This is the second lecture. Third lecture will be soft tissue bleeding and burns. And the last lecture will be head, spine, chest, and abdomen injuries. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, good luck with your testing and have a good day. By the way, don't forget to visit us at www.thepublicsafetyguru.com. I actually have a members page where you could download study guides, but unfortunately only it's only accessible to members. Remember, membership is free. Membership will always be free. Last, go ahead and like those podcasts. Follow those podcasts on whatever apps you are using. And if you can leave me positive feedback, please do. Positive feedback helps me tremendously. You just don't understand how much it helps. Okay, enough with that. Have a good day and good luck to you. Oh, and remember the Chris Cano silver lining quote. Not everyone could be an EMT, but anyone can be a firefighter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good night.